listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I'm your host, Barnabas. And I'm your co-host, Samael. Welcome to episode number 54. I got five on it. Because I usually do. <laughs> yeah. and Sometimes more than five. We, we need more people like that. You know? We do. Sometimes I don't even ask you for five. I'll just be like, yo, I got this. Yeah, bro. That's, that's. I never ask best. for five, actually. <laughs> you know who does is uh, Jordan Peele. He does. Because he included it in his brand new horror hit us well i gave him five dollars to watch it so yeah there you go so yeah us is kind of taking the the horror world by storm and we have seen it and we're going to review it for you guys today as spoiler free as possible since i know a lot of you are still itching to see it or not sure but yeah we're going to be talking about that we're going to be covering some other really cool movies in this week's episode so Let's get started by giving a quick shout out to Sports Radio Detroit, as always. Yes, and you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SRD Sports Radio Detroit. Here's the distinction. It is not Detroit Sports Radio. Remember, the S comes first. Correct. As always, unless it's T or after. <laughs> or unless you're like dyslexic and you're just like, Ports Dadio Detroit. And we're just like, oh shit, yeah, that's the one. Yep, that's it for sure. We, we're kind. We'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, we'll help you guys out. You know that. So, um, for the news, we got some exciting stuff. And I mean, two-thirds of this, I was like, I, I don't want to I was interested, okay? So, apparently, Zolister Jones is writing and directing the Craft reboot for Blumhouse and Columbia Pictures. Now, I was excited when I saw the Craft reboot, mm-hmm. where I got a little worried was Blumhouse. Because is this going to be one of their movies where they put actual effort like halloween or is it going to be another truth or dare type teeny bopper movie yeah that's what i was kind of worried about with blumhouse because like it's always just it's not always hit or miss with them but it'll be usually like hit 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 miss 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 hit miss hit miss and then it's like very like they're kind of inconsistent i agree with that Uh, yeah it really just depends i guess on their intent but considering that this is a genre favorite kind of film yeah that's why i'm kind of but on the on the same side the director is not very known she's mainly like an indie director she has like one or two movies under her that's good it is good but at the same time it's like the lack of experience yeah how sophisticated is it gonna be you know i hope it's not like a serious like horror drama slash genre film because I, of course, I'd want to see a new craft. And, you know, mm. I'm not like those people on the Facebook groups. Eh, leave the old movies alone because, come on. Like, people see these movies from back in that day. And, like, it's it, it's, it doesn't, like, it's just stay in our day and age. Like, it's, I mean, they withstand the test of time because of the nostalgia and because of, like, who was in it. But, like, as far as, like, in today's day and age, I want to see some witchy shit, yo. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, the last thing that I'll say is that the director does seem very, like, woman forward Mm -hmm. and i think that that's definitely the right kind of thing for this movie the original directed by a man and uh i don't know i'm I'm kind of looking forward to it me too as long as it doesn't have like in your face themes and isn't preachy like i'm down for a horror film like we don't need all these metaphors okay like i just want just just give me give me something memorable like summer of 84 Mm -hmm. clove hitch killer incident in a ghost land like yeah that'd be cool so we'll see what happens with that one uh there's no date announced or anything yet but we'll have more information and now this next bit of news made me want to finish the first season of castle rock because apparently they are having a second season and it's misery themed yeah castle rock season two appears to have at least something to do with misery and the cool thing is that tim robbins from the original shawshank redemption is also supposed to be in it so it's another you know meeting of two kind of king universes if you know he's going to be playing the same character but uh, so i think it's pretty interesting and lizzie kaplan from cloverfield is playing annie wilkes so i don't know i'm into it i, I like her and i'm super interested to know like what the story is because as promised 
uh, this is seeming to be more of like a American uh, horror story type format. I was so. I was just gonna say like I like Castle Rock at the start, mm-hmm. and uh, once it started getting in depth, and I saw there was less like it didn't feel like a horror. You know what I'm saying? It felt yeah. like a fantasy drama. It it felt like post season five supernatural. Yeah, kind of. Like it just started getting like a little. That's why I kind of like just stopped because I was like, all right, they're like showing different scenes from different times. It's kind of mm-hmm. confusing me because I, I'm just, it's really hard to keep up and mm-hmm. with all the hidden themes and stuff. And it's just I don't know, man. Like it, I, I just felt like they were they were burning me out. <laughs> I hear you. It's it's a lot to keep up with, and honestly, like the episodes only get weirder and <laughs> more complex as the season progresses. So. The good thing is that with the whole premise of season two, you don't really need to finish season one in order to even watch it. Cause it's going to be totally different. So I guess ultimately it's kind of up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, the synopsis basically says that season two is going to be about a feud between warring clans that comes to a boil when budding psychopath Annie Wilkes gets waylaid in Castle Rock. So sounds like she's going to show up and, you know, kidnap some people time to break some ankles yeah so once we have more information on that one as always we'll let you guys know next up uma thurman is coming back with a netflix series called chambers and it's supposed to be kind of like some uh thematic kind of about like grief and stuff like that but still have this like supernatural element to it so that kind of interested me and plus uma thurman's cool you know yeah she's dope so i just thought it was gonna i don't know from the thing i just haven't heard from her in a long time and like mm. i just didn't want this to be another like tarantino-y fucking thing because it yeah. you know, it would drift hella far from horror I, I don't think it's supposed to be uh so she plays nancy who is the mom of this heart donor who forges a hesitant relationship with i guess whoever received his heart and then only to find out her daughter may not be as dead as she thought. So, yeah, it definitely sounds like it's going to be heavy on the mind-fucking kind of aspects. But the premise seems cool enough, and it sounds like a decent enough cast. So, uh, I might check it out. But anyway, we've got a couple trailers just to run through quick. And then we'll get into the meat of the show. So, the first trailer is actually two trailers. And it's The Twilight Zone. Jordan Peele's twilight zone and these are going to be the premiere episodes releasing april 1st which is monday on cbs all access what if it doesn't you know what i mean it's <laughs> april 1st and like twilight zone like i got you like we just filmed that stuff for the prank videos right? we've been pr- we've been planning this prank for a year like yeah considering he's actually a comedian like that would be that would be, that would be great. fucked up <laughs> if we actually just yeah. never got a twilight zone they just Ugh. we're just dicking us it's like <laughs> a year-long no, April Fool joke do that though because he loves it you know but yeah the trailers for nightmare at Thirty Thousand feet uh starring adam scott and then the comedian starring kumail nanjiani from silicon valley fame are going to be releasing that day and they both look really good to me i'm, I'm into it so the next one is called cut off and this is a german language film that's premiering april 4th at the brussels international fantastic film festival oh that is good yeah this is very das good, ist good. Yes. <laughs> we have to do like a german accent once a week now for some reason. yeah i don't know why i just like i love their accent like yeah. it, it i think it just like suave as shit i don't it know is. how are you today like it's like super i feel 30 years older <laughs> when i use a german accent. exactly so anyway this one is a medical slasher thriller detective kind of thing you know exactly the kind of movie I'm talking Have about. Have you seen X-Ray? Or like... No, I don't think so. Visiting Hours? I, it sounds They're like 80s slashers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one is about a woman who gets stranded on, you know, I don't know, some island or something like that. And she finds a dead body and she picks up the phone. And it's this whole like crazy like serial killer plot. It looks cool. Uh, it's very like dark and blue. That's the... Co- you see... What have I been saying? Yeah. Now I... Hey, those work. We have to watch this one. Yeah. For some reason, especially with medical stuff, it works. But yeah, I guess if you're in Brussels, April 4th, uh, you could see it. And then Damn it. after that, 
we'll see if there's another release date. But the last one is for a movie that I think we actually have covered before in the trailer. The Convent? Yeah, I think so. But it was called Heretics. I'm not sure if I, I just I, saw it or if we covered it exactly, but... I'm pretty sure I, I saw it too when it's, I was... It basically looks like The Nun, except there's more like demons and stuff. Yeah. So basically it follows a young woman who, after being saved from being executed, discovers something inside her, something evil, and she gets taken into this convent and I guess becomes a nun or whatever. Okay. And yeah, there's <laughs> demons and stuff, so... Uh, very similar to The Nun. Sounds like it might be fun, unlike The Nun. No, Nun was okay. It wasn't <laughs> as bad as people say. I'll leave off with, uh, it's being directed by Paul Hyatt, who did the British Howl, which was, I've told you about it, it was that werewolf movie set on, like, a train that gets, like, it powers down or has an accident or whatever, and okay, werewolf, yeah. like, kills. So, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this one. I think, uh, he might do another good job, you know? So that's it for the trailers, guys. Next up, we're going to discuss a really cool cult classic film in the cult corner. Welcome back, boils and ghouls. In this week's cult corner, we've got a really cool one in store. Kind of sad. We got, yeah, kind of sad. And a memory of. The passing of Larry Cohen, legendary B-movie director. We've got the stuff. Yeah, the yeah. stuff. <laughs> so, Bonavis, yeah, the stuff, yes. what is the stuff exactly? So, are you asking me about the object or the movie? Yes. <laughs> okay, so the movie is basically described by Larry Cohen himself, actually. More of a satirical comedy. Right. But it's got people emitting this weird white sorry but jizzy kind of <laughs> like slime from their mouths and they eat it and it's like supposed to be like yogurt or something like that or like Ice that cream consistency or, or yeah. yeah but it's like sweet of course and basically it's discovered people start eating it they literally can't not eat it it's promoted it's like the biggest product in the entire world uh, yeah, it just kind of takes over, and this guy, and I'm not going to lie, I love this guy, <laughs> Mo Rutherford. Mo, yeah, I was just going to say, Mo, Mo's <laughs> like the greatest fucking hero of any movie. He really is, yeah. Portrayed by Michael Moriarty. Badass. He, he's just great. He's like a corporate spy, and the ice cream guys are like, that, that stuff, it drove us out of business, yeah. you know, and he like comes... He smooth talks this like old guy. And then he punches one of them out. He punches <laughs> he one punch, of them out. He punches him right out like he's Mike Tyson. And they're like, all right, well, I guess that happened. You're hired. <laughs> they hand him a check and he goes on his way. And it only gets weirder from there. This movie has uh, has been unequivocally like loved for a long time by like those serious cult fans. You know, and uh, we, we just saw it for the first time recently. Yeah, uh... I always, I mean, everyone's heard of the stuff. Like, you can't be like mm -hmm. a horror fan and not have heard of the stuff. At least if you're not into like classic horror cinema. But I heard of it and then I got my little replica, and which is weird. And then Larry Cohen passed away like, yeah, fucking like short, literally like a week, not even after I got my stuff cup. Like, and I was like, yo, I'm going to watch, uh, I'm going to watch some, some of this stuff. And then you brought it up for a cult corner because, you know, he just passed away and we got to show our respects we, we mm -hmm. could do it's alive one day but you know yeah yeah for sure <laughs> but like the stuff man like i i thought like i told you earlier it was going to be like super cheesy and it was just going to be mm. people eating stuff and just blah 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 <laughs> but like mo made it like a much more like serious movie and the whole investigation especially with the kid mm. noticing it being alive because yeah. you know he's a kid and kids know everything they see everything and then like those two like whatever team up i guess you want to call it yeah so he he okay no this is the thing he kidnaps that child he kidnaps okay? the child he yeah. kidnaps the fuck out of him he's Cause, basically like because hey, he man because he heard of that ruckus he did at the department store yeah he's like i saw it move too and the kid's like okay i guess i trust you strange middle-aged man you know and he just gets in the car with him and yeah he's him. like yo <laughs> the stuff is alive and what yeah. if it wasn't he just got into a car with this weirdo that, bro but the, I guess the kid saw it move, so it set off this whole adventure. And that's really what this movie was, in my opinion, was like an adventure. Because just the way it progressed over time, 
you know, they find all these weird characters to help, like Chocolate Chip Charlie. Oh, God. And the Colonel. Who... <laughs> Didn't Mo like f- fight someone like <laughs> yeah. who's like on this basically the same side as him? Like, what the fuck is in the stuff that ice cream? Was it the Colonel? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That was Chocolate Chip Charlie. Yeah, that I was think. Chocolate Chip Charlie. He was like, they they stole my ice cream business from me, man. No, yeah, uh, Mo beat the shit out of him. Yeah, that was. And then Chocolate Chip Charlie beat the shit out of everybody else. He's like, my hands are like lethal weapons. Yeah, I don't need one. My hands are lethal weapons. Like, I was like, all right. That's like the first movie I heard that shit. Yeah, yeah. that was honestly that was pretty funny so like the movie had a lot of comedic moments but it had a lot of like serious like Mm -hmm. allegories at least about like how people eat up consumerism and then the kid didn't want to eat the stuff so he didn't want to participate in like being a you know member of the economy and contributing to it basically the metaphor and then his parents and his family start forcing it on him because that's the norm and stuff Mm -hmm. ah stuff but no i i get exactly what you mean and plus i mean for a while now at least several decades probably you know the growing trend of sugar and everything sweet and obesity and everything yeah we're all fat as hell i'm i'm fat hey dude i went last year i was 155 i'm 180 now yeah i went from being a lightweight to being a middleweight i'm pretty sure i've lost some pounds but like i'm not there yet you know it'll take time yeah at least you're not eating a whole bunch of the stuff or you'd be a (laughs) lot bigger that's exactly just eating it up eating up that consumerism calories but had addictive alien parasites in it so how'd they like not how'd they get away with that where'd you how'd you guys make this stuff we found it in the sewer huh yeah. it was like, yeah it comes out the ground it was like in the snow and it was bubbling out of the ground first of all i would never even remotely touch anything that was bubbling out what of if the it's ground, like alien but, spunk you know like, oh man we're just eating alien fucking juice <laughs> my favorite and least favorite part of this movie was that scene where the stuff was just it was jizzing all over that dude in the hotel room. Oh my coming god! Out of oh the my bed, god! Bro. It was like that a was tidal hilarious. Wave. I was like, bro, this bed is jizzing on this guy, and it's killing him. <laughs> my favorite moment had to you be know? that like cliche good guy gets away. So when mm. Mo went to the stuff, the the site, and he like he like suspiciously as fuck walks behind the truck and then the one guy that's paying attention goes over there and just gets knocked the fuck out i was like yo this is probably one of the first moments we've seen like in any movie because this is what 1985 yeah guy hides behind something someone goes and check it out a hand comes out pulls him in that's like the one of the first times we've seen some shit i don't know yeah i can't corroborate that but maybe tom and jerry but you know (laughs) yeah this is a movie this is cinema (laughs) that's true that's true there were a lot of uh i will say it bad parts Oh, yeah. In this movie, you know. I mean, Larry Cohen, you know, rest his soul. <laughs> uh, he made some objectively not great films, but for the time, I mean, they were like iconic for being kind of the. I mean, they were pretty cheesy, but, you know, it was just those like weird movies like Street Trash. Oh, stuff yeah. Like yeah. That, you know what I mean? And they were just. Uh, it was just kind of like shock value because they were meant see, to be over the top oh yeah when you see chocolate chip charlie at the very end and his mouth is like this wide open and he yeah. just starts spewing stuff out like you know now we look back at it we see gifts and stuff like that and we're like oh man you know imagine how it was back then so yeah it's uh but you know it's, but but it's still highly entertaining i mean it's super fun to watch i will say there were times where i felt like there wasn't enough stuff stuff happening yeah i think so too it was more about the like whole mystery behind it which mm-hmm. they never really uh they probably used up their stuff budget on that hotel bed jizzing scene or like when the <laughs> stuff was chasing uh the kid and that mm-hmm. chick into that room and they got in those metal little containers because there was a lot of stuff there too yeah there that was. was probably all the stuff that they could use <laughs> when you think about it they didn't even really show the stuff that was in the in the cup mm-hmm. that's not the stuff that was like going after people i don't know if you noticed but they had some like yeah well it was, it could, it, if you consider it i guess though like that stuff may have been intelligent but was like letting itself be eaten to like infect other people or, or maybe there just like wasn't that. enough of it i don't know but because we've seen the big scene there it, seemed to be a lot of it i don't think it really has to because like the whole point of the stuff was to like eat it get a bunch of other people to eat it mm-hmm. and then it kills you <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean the whole message behind it is of course that yeah eating all this sugar and all this really fat but tasty shit is just going to lead to an early grave you oh know? yeah 
the whole like rise of diabetes and everything and it is a lot about just consumerism in general too you know because people become addicted to products and stuff like that and and the whole thing is just crazy especially since we're all so superficial now right and that this was back in 85 too so yeah this is i mean this was kind of ahead of its time it it was like uh, sociologically speaking this was like this is probably one of the most conscious horror films oh yeah for real like seriously speaking though like while it was like wacky and stuff like here and there the message it conveyed was like clear and consistent throughout Mm -hmm. the whole movie yeah and we see that with how the movie unfolds like right it it definitely veered off slightly like toward the end of it you know because then it was like when the military came and shot up the stuff people gotta gotta go get the military fight these stuff zombies and we're gonna broadcast everything and everybody just conveniently believes it after getting addicted to it the entire time which i wasn't sure about that but but yeah that happens and at that point it's just gone totally off the rails and uh you're like okay wow (laughs) this is happening and the ending is almost anticlimactic after everything that happened it was i kind of wish it ended like at the factory and the factory blew up or just you know whatever i mean i guess kind of did i would have had mo get infected with this stuff yeah that would have been it would have been crazy you never really like feared for him that much we didn't like at all honestly because yeah, you know he was, he, he was, he was too slick thing. yeah exactly right. we need like more like clumsy characters to be like the leads Dude, we need the at the least we'll worry Panther about the detective inspector Clouseau. we need mr bean that's what we need oh mr bean in a horror movie that'd be great but the stuff uh was also pretty awesome i will say i don't think it has the same effect on me since I just saw it for the first time recently. Yeah. As if I had seen it when I was like growing up, you know, but it was still pretty entertaining. You know, it, it kept my attention. The, the characters were too like goofy for me, like not to like. Yeah. So that was good. <laughs> and once you get the overarching message, it's, it's a pretty dope film. I would, I, I think this is a solid eight out of 10 cult movie for me. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Cool. it honestly, uh, the score was like sort of rip off at some points it had like teen teen mm. teen teen from halloween i noticed and i was like i don't know how they got away with that <laughs> shit like, yeah and then i don't know at other times i wasn't so invested in the music but that's I, okay i tried to pay know? attention to it because like the main thing for 80s movies like we just talked about it too like if if we hear that synthesizer mm-hmm. that's what kind of makes it super 80s yeah, so i was like i'm super into that i was like trying to listen for that or to like listen for some like retro like or like some metropolis you know the band like <laughs> yeah. some something from them like from friday the 13th part eight like but i don't know overall the movie felt like super 80s as if as, oh, yeah. as every other 80s movies does and i think that's what kind of just did it for me if i'm sort of biased so you give me a good 80s movie with a believable 80s setting mm-hmm. like even final exam i only liked it because <laughs> of like when it took place yeah that's fair if it took place nowadays and it was some netflix movie i'd fucking hate it oh yeah absolutely because i mean that would just be a total lack of effort it, really it was would. so much available to you and nothing happens until Man. the last 20 minutes yeah exactly I guess I'll leave off by saying the stuff did surprise me. I did enjoy it. Uh, I liked the film a lot. I understand completely why it's a cult film. And yeah, RIP Larry Cohen. Yes, I enjoyed it. I also understand why it was a cult film. Let us know what you guys think about the stuff. I think this movie was the stuff. Yeah, it was definitely the stuff. It was the shit. (laughs) We're going to move on, though, uh, into our main segment. But before we do... We just have to give a couple quick shout-outs to some other SRD shows. Hi, this is Jason Pinkett from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Radio Detroit. Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey Feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. Do you love pop culture? Discussions about pop culture? Ranking and rating treasured pieces of that shared culture against each other? I I mean, I do think Flea's a good bass player. He does what he does very well. And like I said, he's he's a he's like a rock star, you know. He's eccentric. What is so funny? What I just didn't like? know he talks so long about Flea. I, I didn't know anybody had I, so I many just, feelings. I do. So many. I feelings. got feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Music, movies, television, food, sports, pro wrestling. 
We are the determination of what is over or underrated across all fields of greater cultural consumption. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean or visit us at sportsradiodetroit.com. Over Under Fair, your final word in pop culture relevance. All right, guys, so you've been waiting for this, I know, for a while now. Because we have. We sure have, and it's finally here. We've seen it. Jordan Peele's Us, and we're going to be reviewing it for you guys right now. So, Samuel, I know we were both very excited for this one. We both enjoyed Get Out, so there is that bias, kind of. But, you know, this is a fresh film. It's not a continuation or anything, original idea. And Jordan Peele created something that is very divisive, but has a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, honestly, when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be your classic run-of-the-mill slasher. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, first of all, if you're expecting like <laughs> classic tropes and shit, you are going to be disappointed. Not yeah. disappointed, because for me, it was sort of a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. It had its moments where it was like, uh, you know, that's kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But like, then I sat there and thought about it. Like, if I hadn't had these like these these things in my head, like the knowledge of the tropes and all this stuff and like seen so many damn horror movies this movie might have been more like some stuff would have been like a bit more surprising to me but mm. the twist i kind of saw it coming i don't want to spoil it at all so yep. i just want to say i kind of saw it coming but the way the movie was delivered made you sort of forget why you thought that in the first place yeah exactly just because of how crazy it was and because like, once it, it just seems like a regular family you know they're just doing their thing and then just out the blue like was it 30 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. 25 minutes boom like yeah and it built it built it up really well because it gave us the family but it also gave us enough of like a, a backstory at least about what you discover is the mother yeah and she, with her bouts you know, with ptsd which, and yeah, her pretty obvious her at least what everyone else thinks her irrational fears mm-hmm. and stuff yeah and if you really notice like certain things that she's like doing it kind of seems off so and i think that's pretty well Uh, projected in kind of the trailer where you know we see that there are these doppelgangers of this family yeah and yeah they come in pretty quick into the story but then it's really just kind of a test to kind of figure out okay well well, what's going on yeah and they do kind of help you out with that oh yeah is is what i'll say because there's a lot of dialogue in this movie like a lot of dialogue there is but I even saw a lot of people going like, well, I didn't really get it, but they, I'll say this much. <laughs> they basically kind of tell you what's going on more or less in the movie, you know? And so it's not super hard to understand. There is kind of a message behind the movie, but I don't really know if it's a movie that needs to be seen through those like thick lenses, like, you know, all right, what's really going on? Here? Yeah, I don't it's like important kind of to the story, but it's not like Get Out where it has this like super broad social message that's contemporary, you know? Yeah, this one didn't. This one, uh, it just ended up being like sort of allegorical because mm-hmm. you can kind of spin anything to be that way. Like you could even spin Night of the Demons. It just mm-hmm. unfolded that way. This was not one of the movies where it was like, yo, the script said that uh, this means... Uh, this and not something else so you're good this this was kind of like open for your interpretation it wasn't really black Mm -hmm. and white like it's not one of those movies where you have to like search for deeper meaning because it's like literally in your face once the action like starts it 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 is the story exactly you know that's like there's nothing more than some movies they they give you these images this dialogue all this stuff because they want it to really mean something what's happening in the world of us is really it's it's like a it's like a thing that has affected us in real life but it's really mostly integral to what's happening in the story you know what i mean exactly and and you kind of you pick it up along the way but it's done really well like the first probably two-thirds of the movie really just kind of feel like this slasher and like urban legend kind of thing mixed together yeah you know and i think that that's done super well there's there's certain scenes where you know the the i got five on it from the uh trailer even 
is kind of playing in the background and those are some of my favorite parts of the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, me too. Those, honestly. Are those are like the more suspenseful parts too, especially when like the when just the beat pops mm -hmm. up that dun 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 exactly. and you're like fuck, what is there's no reason to have like kind of upbeat music unless some crazy shit's about to go down. Yeah. And and I will say related to that the soundtrack for this movie overall the score probably my favorite in a horror movie in recent memory oh yeah because what they did with it was awesome there's this really cool track that is the total opposite of the i got five on it yep and i'm not going to say anything else about it but you guys will know, you'll know what i mean aha total opposites <laughs> yes aha exactly I don't know, just don't go into this movie looking for <laughs> sociological mm. or political messages like this is not that yeah. this is more about like if there is a metaphor it's about something personal within you mm -hmm. and like a message that you can easily read because you can relate to it this is not one of those like this is happening in society no this is one of those this is happening to everyone yeah so it's really interesting in that way and that's kind of the last i'll i'll say about it because i i think you should definitely go into this movie expecting to see a movie you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't think of it as like a genre film where you need to like break it down and like like it's not possession from 1981. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, not like some crazy shit. No, it's not. It's I think it's easily graspable if you have a 5th grade education. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, man. Cuz like I said, I mean it pretty much tells you anyway what's happening. So it's it's not difficult to understand. That's been kind of the main criticism that I've been hearing about it and I just kind of wanted to dispel that at least in my personal perspective oh yeah you know because i don't know i don't i don't really believe that <laughs> the rest of the film is a total vision man like yeah. it's such a complete vision and it's aesthetically like really it's nice awesome. like it's a really aesthetic film i don't think i think people like are aren't like paying attention like nowadays mostly we do because like we like we like films for like their structure yeah. so i think aesthetically especially with like the shots at the beginning of her walking into that tent and like the the medium shots as she's like walking through like the fun house and stuff like mm -hmm. I, I that's the only time where you all right that's the only time where you need all these fucking medium shots directors <laughs> in 2019 use like a panning medium shot and like foreboding music and some dark lighting and you have a really good shot all these yeah. shots where you, the camera's following the person or it's like underneath them and mm. it's, you're just kind of like just making me feel like i'm on drugs when you do that <laughs> honestly yeah. just show me a movie like we don't need to do this hipster douchebag art house bullshit like you can have movies with deeper personal meanings without being a douchebag about your yeah. cinematography <laughs> and your overall message and this was one of those movies that did it well didn't seem preachy mm -hmm. wasn't pushing anything and honestly so far this year this is my favorite horror film same yeah and kind of going off of that uh yeah i pretty much love the entire cinematography of this film Dude, you know, it, was it was so good it was great like you you know that it's a contemporary film and a lot of contemporary films just are contemporary but there's no real like substance to the actual like movement of the camera and yeah. stuff like that and this movie did it so well but it still gave a lot of like retro shout outs and i won't give any away but there are easter eggs oh, in this yeah. movie I... and the contrast between like that kind of stuff and like how it looked was just super appealing to me i mean think you about know? it I'll... this isn't really a spoiler but at the beginning they show chud yeah. right, right next to which is crazy considering what happens so I thought the overall story was honestly really original. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to be completely original without appearing like an art house hipster douchebag. Yes. <laughs> yeah, or, or without being something like Troma, where there's like dick monsters and just yeah. random, just weird. Like I couldn't even think about that kind of stuff if I was obliterated out of my oh, yeah. mind. You know, know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, it's difficult, but. He, Jordan Peele does it in like a respectful way I feel I'm like I'm telling you bro he's our he's our he's the next carpenter like yeah. pe people don't want to admit it just because like they're all old heads <laughs> you know what I mean like but like that one guy we met on the horror group though he he was an old head but like he mm. actually liked a lot of modern shit too so like yeah. we need more people that are like open-minded like because like 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 you said if you look back at it the Babadook is objectively technically better than almost every 80s horror movie 
Yeah. Maybe, perhaps not in, like, maybe not story night- and not, not stuff like, like that, depending. Or, like, not better than, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and, like, when it, because that back then yeah. when it was an original idea, like, like Babadook yeah. is today. But stuff, like, stuff like that, like, the thing, yeah. Alien and stuff, like, okay, obviously those movies are fucking untouchable. Withstand the test of those time are, no matter what. Those but. are, like, the fucking mm. macho man Randy Savage <laughs> of, like, fucking... Yeah. But but I could feel like a lot of that kind of inspiration through us. You could, yeah. Hell and then yeah. it brought its own thing to the table, and I really liked it for for that aspect. But it definitely held its own weight, I think, and it just delivered like a really powerful performance. And I mean, if people don't like it, that's totally fine. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. Uh, some of the dialogue still kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. And I'm still kind of processing some of that stuff, but... The shit the creepy bitch <laughs> said? Because that shit fucked me up as yeah. soon as she started talking. That shit was great. Apparently, uh, that was based off of... I forget who it is, I'm sorry, but based off of, like, a real-life person. Oh, shit. Or, like, I think it might actually be based off of, like, a real condition or something like that. Probably that fucking people. psychosis. Jesus. Yeah, something... I think of like, like with nerves or something like that, but that was very uh, that was very intense for pretty much the entire film. And dude, I mean, there were some pretty like unnerving parts in this movie. You know, I, he didn't really rely too much on jump scares, so I wouldn't expect no, that. Either. I don't think most people expected that anyway. No, we were just you know, but I think most people were coming in looking for like a socio political movie, but. What they got was an actual, an actual horror movie. Thank you, Jordan Peele. Yeah, I mean, he said that this was going to be a real horror movie, and I think he delivered on that for sure. Like I have mentioned before, you know, it does have those kind of themes that make it stand out as like more than just a horror movie, you know, quote unquote. But it really kind of just depends on like how you take it in as you're watching it and, and your mindset going into it, I feel like. So I think if you come into it completely just blank, you'll be happy. Yeah. I I think you'll be able to at least appreciate it because it's really well done. Even if you have expectations, like you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, you you might be, but I don't know. I had high expectations and like I enjoyed it, but there were like, there were maybe like two or three moments where I was like, meh. But then again, like every movie has that. There's no movie where you're like, I loved every second of that movie. This movie is not flawless. I I wouldn't even really go so far as to say it was like a masterpiece. It had its flaws for sure. Uh, Some of the pacing was not the best. Yeah. I felt like at times it, it went too slow and I felt like it was kind of intentional, but... I don't know if it really fit so much. Like they could have trimmed some scenes down, made it seem even like half a minute faster, and it probably would have picked up the pace and just been a little bit more engaging. Yeah, I think so too. But but yeah, I mean that can be said for a lot of movies, and you know I guess I really kind of appreciate that Jordan Peele is very deliberate in basically everything that he does. So, I mean, I, I can appreciate that because some directors will just drag scenes on for no fucking reason and be like, art. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I hate that. Like, I don't know. I know you liked it, but that happened a lot in Suspiria. Yeah. It, no, you're right. I mean, that was just a long movie in general. It was. Thank God this wasn't like a three-hour movie. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think to some people it still felt a little long, but... I think a lot of that was definitely the pacing. You I know? just think this movie, like, it was just successful for what it was trying to do. Sure, the pacing mm-hmm. was bad, but, like, didn't you honestly feel claustrophobic as fuck when she was in that house of mirrors? Yeah. And I'm telling you, that's what that's what that just just regular just regular old medium shots, mm-hmm. the the camera work for that, that it, it was perfect, honestly. Like, I think the way that, that they was let my it, favorite. too, was very I think, good. I think that that was, like, my, my favorite thing about the film, besides, like, the kills and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and, like, the whole that it was actually like a slasher f- film you know like yeah. like the beginning is what kind of like that's when i was like damn i'm gonna really like this fucking movie and i'm gonna watch it a lot like r- right mm-hmm. off the bat like especially that dark lonely setting and it's just this little girl slowly walking through this yeah. house of mirrors and it was In just a michael like, jackson thriller shirt no yeah less. bro it was just like it was perfect for me like this i don't know i like these type of movies you might not mm-hmm. but 
switch that taste up <laughs> yeah no i think this was really successful i mean it raked in like over 70 million dollars or i think even more than that like 80 something million this is like the first original and, horror movie to do that yeah it's it's like insane yeah it definitely i think actually broke a record i saw that um so it's crazy final score right now for this movie all right well let, let me make it a little easier uh, out of five we'll give it 4.5 out of five so we'll, all right, that's so we'll give it a good it. nine out of ten honestly okay yeah to be honest like i i'm not gonna be a stickler you know like i enjoyed the movie overall mm-hmm. like i felt anxiety when i was watching it yeah and it didn't keep i don't want to say edge of my seat because that's just so fucking cliche it just kept me wondering mm-hmm. you know like the more stuff that unfolds the more questions you have and if you're stupid, you're not going to understand it. Even mm. if you're kind of smart, I'll, I'll give it to you. You might not understand uh, it. Uh, Maybe you just don't think abstract like a lot I of people I think that do, he but. gives you all the pieces. And yeah. I think it's really just up to you to yeah put it together, you know? You could make it about rich versus poor or, or mm. uh, we are our own worst enemies or whatever <laughs> cliche stupid stuff like that. It could, be, it could be either of those. And I think that's what it was just trying to be, just really mm-hmm. kind of open-ended like a lot of movies can mean multiple things like there's not just one objective thought that the movie has you know what i mean well i did see a pretty good description that somebody posted so if i can find that if you're interested we'll send it to you you know but yeah overall uh four and a half out of five for me as well i enjoyed it i want to go back to see it and uh yeah that's what i have for us i'm pre-ordering the blu-ray like off amazon already i think they have it up for pre-order so yeah that'd be cool i hope that they have like a really cool like alternate cover for it or something cause... i don't know they for halloween if you wanted the alternate cover you'd have to get the steel book if there's a steel book like i'm that. getting it so yeah same well let's move on here guys go check out us if you haven't if you have let us know what you thought but we're going to dig into our last segment here and it is the chopping block <laughs> in this week's chopping block samuel we have the haunting on fraternity road and this one is out now on netflix and it's been trending for i think like at least a couple weeks or something like that and oh boy so <laughs> so uh barnabas first wanted to do something for the chopping block our choices were basically uh deadly detention <laughs> or like house on fraternity row or like last shift on uh, shutter mm-hmm. i decided to skip last shift because it used to be on netflix and mm-hmm. enough people i think are familiar with the movie i wanted to pick something a little bit more recent that i kind all right i kind of knew it was going to be bad just so we, we can just talk about how bad it was all right well let's 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 talk about what we thought was good about the movie first okay now let's talk about what was bad about the movie (laughs) (laughs) okay no i'm I'm kidding i mean (laughs) i mean there were they had titties there were titties yeah we like titties the movie is basically about a uh fraternity if you couldn't guess that throws one last party before graduation and of course it's like this huge big night and they discover something weird inside the house but it's found footage format you it seems like okay the cinematography 1000 percent is found footage <laughs> but it looks like it was recorded like insane like with an iphone kind of, and yeah. the every camera every time it stops on someone the camera it's shaky and even when it cuts to another room there's another camera in there like that's just like someone's cell phone on the table that's recording mm-hmm. it's like it's like who positioned that at that <laughs> angle how did like they know to hit record at this point what the fuck is going on with this movie this movie didn't know what it wanted to be at all not only through the cinematography but just through like the story so i mean basically i would say like 96 percent of the movie is mainly just frat party stuff like dude bros chugging down brewskis and that girls whipping their titties out that's all it is and people saying fuck like every two seconds just like us yeah more Except or less but we fucking say it when we need to fucking say yeah, it we're a little more civilized than that fuck you know? <laughs> so it revolves around these people it has main characters that you can't help but despise oh my god except kind of for like the main main guy jason the, but even then i was like the dude who wants to be a doctor guy. or whatever yeah he was okay but yeah i don't care yeah exactly so it was so hard to care about any of these people the stoner was like kind of all right 
you know, but basically you get spoiled at the beginning of the movie that something happened and he's like sitting outside. I hate found footage that does this. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh my God, dude. It's like, it's like if you watched Cloverfield, okay? And you just saw the fucking Cloverfield monster in the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Why would I want to watch the rest of the movie? Exactly. You know what I mean? The whole, plus the whole thing behind that was that it was this like huge mysterious thing and that movie was great. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. But dude, Hunting on Fraternity Row, first of all, I already spoiled Survivor in the first fucking five minutes. And then the next like 55 minutes of the movie is like frat party stuff and there's like two minutes of fucking demon shit. <laughs> and spoiler alert, the demon is all CGI. There's yeah. nothing there. It's just guys in a room yelling at empty oh things. Just like Ghost Hunters. <laughs> yeah? You know, you've never seen any uh, ghosts on Ghost Hunters before? No. They attacked them many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at these. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the guy just, like, falls down like, ah, I got punched. Yeah. I felt the uh, energy from the from the ghost. Yeah, the I, ghost really, energy. I really believe that, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Oh, man. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> but that's kind of what this movie felt like too the acting was not there sorry it just wasn't no. it was like really like over the top like it's probably because the uh director what was his name brant yeah brant <laughs> brant serson brant serson uh did this one the acclaimed director of such other horror films like sanatorium <laughs> from 2013 I know uh, you've never heard of it. I sure as hell have no. never heard of it. But I'm fucking glad. <laughs> Br- what's it? Br- Brant? Brant. That's, that's like fucking Brent and Bart put together. Oh, man. Jesus. He also did splinter heads. Now, look, I'm not coming at you as a person, but the movie wasn't that great. First of all, they just had to portray every single negative frat bro stereotype in the book and you know what it's ridiculous i, I know a lot of people in frats like actually at actual party schools yeah. they're not all fucking most of them are not like this meatheads meathead douchebags they're actually like pretty smart they just like to get fucking drunk with their friends yeah so the main guy was like a total idiot although that one joke he made a joke where he's like yeah you know something about like being at college six years okay. and that was pretty funny but i'm like dude I don't know about this you know it's like super fratty yeah they're just complete dickheads to all the pledges and stuff like that like i've never been a part of greek life but even somebody in one of the reviews of this movie was like this is not how greek life really is you know (laughs) i'm like you know i believe that because american pie does it i guess people like it because it's american pie but like this is trying to be a horror movie that's based around this like huge frat party and i don't care what anyone says this was just a comedy movie yeah basically and but it tried to be like it tried to interject so many of these like weird romantic subplots as well yeah it had like four or five different romantic subplots between all these characters that you already don't care about <laughs> why would i care about any of these romantic it's subplots? like wow trent is gonna have a fucking threesome like who gives a fuck <laughs> yeah. i don't know if his name was trent his it name was like it was like tanner tanner oh my god oh my god hold on, hold on. let's look at the names jason cool tanner <laughs> the fuck claire claire dougie dougie liza grant maggie <laughs> drew and of course they're not calling the black guy by his name they're calling right. him wig why why would you just be like all right everyone else black guy you're wiggled and they call that like vietnamese kid nascar or something you see what this shit is brian oh man like i don't know why you would choose to portray people like this i guess to make them like to make you want them to die i i don't know i didn't want i didn't want them to die i just wanted to turn off the movie (laughs) yeah no that's that's true man i mean they could have at least tried to do some practical effects but they no, did. they chose to do like all CGI. They chose to like use Nintendo 64 special <laughs> effects. Oh man. It's like basically like if you've ever seen any bad found footage horror movie, you've seen The Haunting on Fraternity Row. Because it's like that exact type of shitty, really obvious CGI. Oh man. And like all the camera work is pretty much the same. Shaky as fuck. I will say, like, at least the quality was pretty crisp and i mean it was like mildly entertaining but it was so 
illogical and stupid that I yeah. just I didn't care. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much what I think about this movie. If you think about watching a horror comedy, just skip this. Go watch Cherokee Creek on Amazon Prime. You're yeah, actually gonna laugh your fucking dick off. <laughs> get it? Uh, your dick off. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that soon. Uh, yeah, man. The Haunting on Fraternity Row. Chop chop. <laughs> I've been waiting to like chop a movie that I fucking just despise. We need to do this more. We need to. Yeah, yo, you see that terrible looking film on yeah. Netflix? Yeah, I saw it. I avoided it. I'm gonna ask you to not do that, and we're gonna do it this week I for mean, the chopping block. The thing is, that I'm so happy you asked me like this week. Like, th- this is like the second most trending horror movie on Netflix or something right now. And it's such crap. What is wrong with you people? It, yeah. Why do you watch this? <laughs> Instead of watching like good, you know, I think people just don't have an attention span that much anymore. They just want know? noise in the yeah. background while they stay on their They're phones. Like, oh, thumpy, you know, frat music. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can get into this, you know, but watching something like the Duke, it's like Snorefest. Well, not really. Not know? at all. But you're just stupid. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, a lot of bias coming out there. But yeah, the hunting of Virginia Row not very inspired kind of a cool idea doing like the frat party thing and found footage but it just didn't deliver they already and had a yeah. uh-huh, a frat party demon and that was the second sorority house massacre movie oh yeah yeah you're right i don't know man this one wasn't it for me but we did like us and we enjoyed the stuff yeah of course of course so yeah let us know what you guys thought about everything that we talked about today you can do so on our social media we have a facebook instagram twitter and a website it's gravediscussions.net and you can find us on the social at yes. Grave discussions and we also got some new logos and artwork oh yeah yeah shout outs big time to von glitchka studios and they just did an awesome job von is great uh if you ever need any artwork go check them out the new logo is sick it looks it's badass. The gr- the one, the green one with the black background mm-hmm. is perfect because those are our first colors and like th- I don't know they just look yeah. so good like yeah. so fucking good. Oh man! So thank you, Vaughn, once again. I'm gonna. Uh, I got contacted by another page while I was uh, telling Vaughn how much I love the logo. I commented, and then someone else offered to make me a backpack with our logo on oh, it. Oh man! So I'm gonna cop that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's gonna be really cool. And we might have some new like shirts possibly coming out at some point That'd in the future dope. i will fund it if necessary yes let's do this yes so i mean you guys can be on the lookout for more really cool grave discussion stuff and uh i think that's gonna do it fiends for episode 54 and we'll see you next time on episode 55 of grave discussion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>